Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. This is Season 6, Our Divinity. Episode 8, What is Real? Welcome back. This series will talk about the major lessons that A Course in Miracles offers us. Our divinity is our guide, and our understanding of that divinity is the Savior we are searching for in this world. The seventh topic in this series is, What is Real? The book consistently states that nothing of this world is real. It states that reality is of God and not here. We use the expression, but in reality, when in fact reality doesn't exist here. Let's revisit the premise of the book and its original statement. It is going to sound different now, or it should. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. The book began by telling us that God and his reality cannot ever be a threat or be threatened in this world, and that nothing here, which is considered unreal, really exists. For those of you who remember the Twilight Zone, someone was trying to tell us something back then. The book consistently states that as long as we are not at one with our Creator, We cannot co-create. The ego makes many things of this world, but it does not create a thing. We make a life by following what others do and decide it's what we want to do. We make relationships based on what others do and decide what we think is the best one for us. We make beliefs based on what this world tells us is right, wrong, good, evil, acceptable, or unacceptable, and we live by those beliefs. This world tells us that those beliefs are of God, but they are not. Those beliefs are of our egos and of our making. And based on our egos and this world thinking. God gave us free will, so he has no investment in our beliefs. As I said in my last episode, God doesn't want, nor does he need, our beliefs. He wants our knowing and understanding of what we truly are. I remember clearly the first several times I read this book, and I understood why they were stressing what is real concept throughout the book. I could see fairly quickly how this world did not make much sense and how in many ways it seemed a contradiction and has a big investment in dismissing the concept of a higher power. The other piece was that I was someone who always thought there must be something better than this. It was a thought I had quite early on in my life. And when I looked at history, so historically, this world is a mess and it clearly and strategically repeats old patterns and over old patterns over and over again. Humans do not appear to want to learn from errors and mistakes. I soon began to see why, and I, and I soon began to see why. I had no problem accepting and understanding that this world is, was not real, that it was, in fact, an illusion made by humankind as part of this journey we have, or the journey we have embarked upon. Honestly, I felt a kind of release in accepting that and keeping it in my mind's eye as I navigate through this world. It made this world make more sense to me, and it gave a bigger picture perspective on what is real. 
In the workbook for students, it gives a clear picture of what this world is. On page 413, there's a section called, What is the World? And what I've done is, instead of reading you all of it, I've sort of condensed it. These are all, and I'm going to quote them, put them in quotes. Um, they're all the exact words. I just condensed the, the reading just to a little bit shorter. So I quote, the world is false perception. It is born of error and it has not left its source. The world was made, here's back to the word made, as an attack of God. It symbolizes fear. And what is fear except love's absence? Thus, the world was meant to be a place where God could not enter and where his son could not be a part of him. Here is where perception was born, for knowledge and knowing could not cause such insane thoughts. Eyes deceive and ears hear falsely. Now mistakes become quite possible for certainty has gone. As sight was made to lead away from truth, it can be redirected. We can save the world, for we who made it to die can be restored to everlasting life. End quote. So I picked out these sentences. Again, that's not all of them in the correct order, but these sentences to give that bigger picture. This is stating that we made, emphasis on the word made again, we made this world full of fear and misperceptions. We chose to see and hear what we wanted to see and hear. The certainty of our creator is not welcome here, but all of this can be, and they use the word redirected, and these insane thoughts can be replaced with peace, love, and joy. We made it. We can change it. In the workbook for students also, it has another topic and another section on page 443 that's called, What is the Real World? And it has some of these interesting things to say. So I've done basically the same thing as I did with the other part, condensed it a bit. So I quote, the real world is a symbol like the rest of what perception offers, yet it stands for what is opposite to what you made. Your world is seen through the eyes of fear. The real world holds a counterpart for each unhappy thought reflected in your world. A sure correction for the sights of fear and sounds of battle which your world contains. The real world shows a world seen differently through quiet eyes and with a mind at peace. Nothing but rest is there. There are no cries of pain and sorrow heard for nothing there remains outside forgiveness. Only happy sights and sounds can reach the mind that has forgiven itself. The real world is the symbol that the dream of sin and guilt are over, and God's sons and daughters no longer are asleep. Their waking eyes perceive the sure reflection of their father's love." End quote. This is quite simply saying that if you want to see and perceive the real world within this world, there is some work you must do to make what you make, what you made and unmake it. <laughs> Your perception and understanding must shift and change to reflect what is true and what is of God. You made what you believe. This book is trying to tell us that what we made, we can unmake. What we perceive to be our truth, we can let go of, embrace, and then embrace the one truth, 
the truth that is not of our making. You made those beliefs through the influences of family, friends, traditions, relationships, trauma, pain, suffering, love, and hurt. You can change it all. You can find peace, joy, and happiness and love if you make these changes and all of these will be elusive and unattainable for you if you don't. The book, in essence, is telling us to stop trying to find our own truth and remember and know the one and only truth, which is God. Those who are awake feel that this world is not what our Creator would have willed for us. He would not want us to fight against one another, nor hurt or harm each other in any way. The gift of free will allows allowed us and allows us to make things and to harm others. God knows that the core of each of us is the thoughts of God, his thoughts, and our ability to create and will like him. He's waiting for us to wake up and see what we really are. He wants us to connect with one another and let judgment and hate go. Awakening is knowing, and it starts with seeing this world for what it is, not reality. Thanks for listening. In two weeks time, I will be sharing the next topic called Know Thyself. This series called Our Divinity will review all the primary lessons of the book, A Course in Miracles, and provide some further details and explanations into what these lessons mean and how we can achieve them. If you're interested in contacting me, I can be reached by email at trifectanow3, the number three, at gmail.com. Well, welcome to 2024, a new year. I wish each and every one of you an amazing journey, one filled with light and love. We are in this together, so we must all try and reach out more to our brothers and sisters to give, to share, to love. This human experience does, does have an expiration date, and we have no idea when that might occur. It is so important to start at this moment and begin. I'm hoping to start myself in the new year. I'm hoping to start a YouTube channel this year. I don't know. We'll see. I'll give you lots of heads up if I do that. Um, it would be great to do to go live with this podcast. So the YouTube channel will just be doing the bod- podcast live. I love doing this podcast, but there always feels like a slight disconnect, like none of you get to say anything. (laughs) And that would be great if some of you could get to say something. So I do continue with my book clubs and I have, and all are still welcome. So we are running the book club. It's still going and it doesn't really matter where we are. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you, you know, pretty much have heard me speak over and over again about the multiple concepts that A Course in Miracles offers us. And you're welcome to join at any time. And if you're interested, please contact me by email and I will send you the link. Again, there's no cost involved. It's just a matter of joining into a conversation about this book and where we're at with this book. Um, This book, um, currently the book club is running basically at the same pace as this new series. So the concepts that I'm picking up or the concepts actually the book club are discussing 
each week. So it it's they do tie into each other. And I'd be happy to welcome anyone. Right now we have one everybody's there. We have about 20 people online, which is lovely. And um yeah, I would welcome more. So keep sharing the love. And remember, this is our journey together. Let us live in this moment. It's the only one that truly matters. Always love, Denise.